self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing. We are Conversation Con Artists. What's going on? My name is Mr. On Point. And I am Calamity Red, and we are back for another episode. In your face! <laughs> But before we begin, we want to do some housekeeping. First, we wanted to remind you where you can find us at on Twitter. I can be found at red underscore calamity. And where and can I we find can, you? I can be found at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on underscore point. And don't forget to check out the website, www.conversationconartistswithans.com. We got links to stories that we talk about. Everything connected to our social media. You can leave us questions and feedback. So check out the website and give us a little feedback to go with that. And let's get in right on into the show. Um, we're going to start with some unnatural selection today. Yep. Um, how you doing, Mr. On Point? I am good. I'm good. How you doing? <sighs> it's been a long week. I think I say that like every week. Every week. week. Every, every week, week is, is a long, long week. week. It, every week is a long week. That's life. That's my life anyway. But Let's talk about some other people who've had long weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I want to start off with this Powerball winner. And the she's the perfect example of what happens when you're a ride or die chick. If you don't know who I'm talking about, this is the young lady that won that she won like a hundred and twenty four million dollar Powerball, but after taxes it was like eighty eight million dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, she's in North Carolina, I think. South Carolina. Sounds familiar. One of the Carolinas. A Carolina. Um, and she has a, a young man in her life who was locked up on some drug charges. So she bailed him out for three million dollars. Which is ridiculous because I wouldn't have done it. But that is not where this story ends because he violated his pro the conditions of his probation because they did a raid on the house and there was weed and some other shit in the house that wasn't supposed to be there so he got locked up again she bailed him out for a second time this time for six million dollars so we are now up to nine million dollars that this woman is paid to get this man out of jail and just found out that around the christmas holidays he once again got locked up this time for trying to set up a street race and they set his bail at 12 million dollars which she put up to get him out so she is now up to 21 million dollars total bailing this dude out of jail let me tell you something i don't love nothing or nobody 21 dollars 21 million dollars worth like i'm just there's no way like if i have won 124 million dollars and got to take 88 million dollars home don't say nothing to me about no bail at all like I'm going to punch you in the face. Like, don't, I don't want to hear nothing about no bail. Like, what do horses eat? Ba- boxes of hate. Don't say bail. <laughs> I will cry to chop you in the throat. Like, I'm no. I'm not bailing shit out. Like, I'm not. Fin- that's insane. If you're going to buy a man, buy a new model. You got all of this money. I just, I don't understand. That's a lot of money just on bail alone. Man. And she got kids and shit. Like, What? That's what you spend your money on? Give me $88 million and I will show you what to do with it. And I can promise you will not be bailing anybody out of jail. Because I'm not ride or die. I'm telling you now. I'll leave you. Man, you got to let that man learn a lesson. Like, he, he obviously don't respect exactly putting you in this situation. You don't but, appreciate it. But $12 million for trying to set up a street race? Yeah. Like, it sounds like the people around where they live at know 
that she gonna fork up. Well, she's a stupid ass, and she's gonna fork it over. I mean, that doesn't make it right that they're doing it. But who finna pay? Like, what? No, there's no way. And he obviously does not respect or appreciate the help because you doing stupid shit like setting up a sh- like sit your ass down. You know what I'm talking about? I just paid nine million dollars total to get your ass out, and you gonna go back in for doing some stupid shit? And you think I'm gonna get you out again? Twelve million? When I went up there and they said twelve million, I would have been like, you know what? It's been nice knowing you. God speed, God bless. I'm gonna take care of your kids, and that would have been the end of that. Like what? There's no way in the world I wouldn't have bailed him out the first time. If you with me and you go to prison, we are done. We are essentially broken up at that point. I'm just gonna tell you now. We go. I'm gonna send you the papers in the mail. Like that's it, and we we're done. I'm not. No, mm-mm. that's a lot of money. Twenty-one million dollars total. That is bail. a lot of money to be using to bail somebody out of jail. I can't even grasp onto it I right now. Even. Like I'm in shock. <laughs> I'm, I'm not conceptualizing what this man offered this woman. Nothing for her. <laughs> like perceptually, she he offered her something. I don't know what the hell that could be because whatever it is could be could have been bought for less than twenty one million dollars. Anything could you can buy people for less than that. Like I just what I mean, I'd have been on a beach somewhere sipping margarita. Like I just what? But you know some people are willing to lose their life for concepts like loyalty and trust and ride or die. Like. It's some people out there that if you say I give you twenty one million dollars to turn your boss in, they wouldn't do it. Let me tell you something right now. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody offer me twenty one million dollars to turn my supervisor in, I'm gonna write. What do you need me to do? Do you I, do you need an affidavit? Do I need to write this up? Do you need a video? Does it need to be like recorded? What do you you tell me what it is that you need, and I will help you lock this heifer up. Like what, Lord? Listen. No, I don't even know that it's. I think maybe it's the perception of loyalty. Like I don't even know that she. How can you care about somebody twenty one million dollars worth? I don't know. I mean, I just don't understand. You know what she need to do? She need to put a kill switch in that dude. <laughs> like she need to have him drugged and put a remote detonated heart explosive device in his chest. Be like. You know, if you leave me, I spent $2 million putting a device in your chest. And you're not going to survive if you leave me. I don't spent 21. You a $21 million investment. You need to start acting like it. <laughs> you still acting I like I own you, you forever. Still, you still acting like I'm in debt. And that's the kind of investment I can get. I, $21 million is a sizable investment. You know all the things that she could have bought with that. I mean, she could have bought a number of businesses. She could have bought a number of apartment complexes. She could have bought car dealership cars. She could have done a lot of things with that money. She could have spent $21 million on enough stuff to invest in that when he got out, she can give him a business if she wanted to. Like, it's so many more things she could do than to give a faceless system a large amount of money for this dude to get out of jail. That clearly, if you can pay an amount of money for him to get out, he wouldn't have been in there too long for him not to for you have to pay this i just don't i don't get it i don't either it makes no sense at all i just 
I I can't fathom it. I, I my brain don't work that way. And I really I was ready to slap her when she spent the nine million when she did it the two times. And then when I saw the story that she did it a third time and on around Christmas time, you have children. Do something nice for your kids. Like do tw- I w- give each one of them three million dollars. I think she had like four kids, or give each one of them four million dollars. I could accept that better. Put that in a trust for them. For that, that's your Christmas. You got four million dollars for when you get old. Like that would have been a better use of twelve million dollars as opposed to getting this man out of jail who obviously could give a shit about his own freedom because he keeps doing stupid shit. Like yeah. I just. Now what's gonna happen is she gonna blow through this, yep. and then she gonna look back on all the stuff she regret doing, and she gonna remember the twenty one dollars that she spent to bail his sorry ass out because he gonna be sitting on the couch with a Miller Genuine draft watching the game on something, and she gonna be looking just with such regret. If in he her even eyes. around, he may even move on to somebody else once the money's gone. Not if she put that device in his <laughs> chest. <laughs> if she put that device in her chest, he gonna be there forever. <laughs> <laughs> this better. is true I'm, I'm telling you this She need true. an insurance policy On him staying no, there No she does Cause that's ridiculous I just I can't I don't understand She need to find A good old black market doctor <laughs> on, the, on the dark net And get them To implant this device in him And she need to let him know Straight up It's a device in your chest <laughs> <laughs> You gonna die If you leave me <laughs> Try me. Now, you see. might not die, but you won't live. <laughs> <laughs> if you leave me, try and see what happens. <sighs> she need insurance policy. Yeah, she does. He cost $21 million. Shit. And counting. Ain't yes. no telling what else she do with him. You like, right. when he not there, like, he ain't got to run off on the plug twice no more. No. He can just, she just buy it. You know what I'm saying? She could. The, here's the thing that's stupid as shit. You setting up an illegal street race. She got the money. She could have fucking rented out NASCAR. Y'all could have went legally, <laughs> raced all the live long damn day. Like, there's no reason for you to even still be doing any illegal shit ever. For what? Why? To do what? Raise money? You don't need money. For what? Why? Why are you doing this? Like, <sighs> you know what they say. You can take the people out the hood. You is right. But you can't take the hood out the people. You is But they right. probably didn't even move out the hood. No, nah, I doubt it because, you know, they got to stay real. Exactly. They got to stay true to the hood. They probably just get robbed every weekend yeah, probably for so. that poor decision. And speaking of can't take the hood out of people, <laughs> I don't understand. Celebrities need to get off of Twitter. Like, absolutely, 100%. It don't work out well. So Future got in his feelings and got on Twitter and decided to air out his grievances with his baby mama, Sierra, talking about how he pays this much in child support and he don't get to see his child and how she's a control freak. And I'm just thinking, you know, you too old for this. Like, if you have an issue with Sierra, if y'all are, you know, work through it with your lawyers and do what you need to do. But don't get on Twitter bashing her. And I still have a problem with everybody having an issue with her putting Russell Wilson around their son or allowing him to be around their son. And the reason I have a problem with that is not because I feel like it's okay. I think you should be very careful about letting people that you date around your kids. If I had a kid, we would have to have been together for a while before I even allowed that to take place. But my problem is people had an issue with Sierra doing that. But Future had Sierra, you know, out with his kids by her damn self. In the very early stages of their relationship, ain't nobody had shit to say about that. 
but she do it and it's a problem. So, moral of the story is Future needs to sit the fuck down. Stop. Get off of Twitter. Please get off of Twitter. Man, I think that going to them double standards in our society mm-hmm. as to where, I mean, when you think of sexual abusers, you don't think about women. Yeah. But I think a part of that is when you think about leaving your kids alone with a man that mm-hmm. you don't know, that's when you get into that forbidden territory. Now, yeah. there are women who have abused, yeah. you know, children sexually. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you get into pedophilia, men are the ones that you got to be careful about in yeah. that situation. So I think that's where that dialogue mainly come from. But even that, he hasn't been out with the kid by himself. They're always out together. She's around. Like he was pushing the, the stroller and shit, but she was present. Like she was by herself with future kids. And, I mean, and to me, it's okay. Like to me, if she makes that decision as a mother, she can make it. Like, who am I to tell her that you shouldn't let him be around that man? I ain't going to invalidate her decision as a mother. We know mothers make bad decisions, and we know mothers make good decisions sometimes, and they go bad because of a whole bunch of other variables yep. that exist. But it's her right as a mother to make that decision whether she want to make it. It's his right as a father to make that decision if he want to make it. You know, everybody get to make their own decisions, you know, but when it gets into the arena of public opinion, then... This is where you get all this stuff coming from. I think he's butthurt that she moved on. I really do. And I think it's one of those things of... He seems like one of those people who... I don't want you. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Like, I ain't gonna be with you. But you don't need to be with nobody else either. You know? Like, that's the vibe that I get from him. Because before she started dating Russell Wilson... I, I mean... It wasn't like how it is now. Like all of this wasn't going on. So I really feel like it's he just don't want her dating nobody. She don't need to be with nobody. Well, I think that's that possessive nature that men have when it comes to our society. When it comes to men to women, yeah. Like it's a lot of like men. Our parents, like the men, if not that man, but a bunch of their friends felt like. They can have whatever women they wanted. Yeah. And uh, women that's had to deal with it. Like, it's a lot of men that still got those mentalities and those ideas. It's like, I want all my cake and I want to eat it too. And I want the icing and I want the plate. I want everything. It's all mine. You know, to where it's not like that today. Yeah. You know, and I think future, the problem with the situation with future to me is that he... Where his other baby mama's at? Like, yeah. I think he's embarrassed. <laughs> I think yeah. he's embarrassed because this is at the forefront of everything. Yeah. You know, not only... It's one thing when your baby mama move on in the hood. It's another thing when your baby mama move on to a pro football player that is doing very well in his life and his career. And every picture that they take is on Twitter. And it's people retweeting you. Like, ain't no telling how much his phone is blowing up <laughs> sure. about this stuff. Yeah. And it's embarrassing. It's problematic. He may want to see his child, but... Why are you not doing this with the other women? Yeah. You know, or are you? I don't, I, I can't speak and say that he's not, but I, I doubt it. I would doubt it. Yes. I doubt that he is. You know, but it's embarrassing, you know, in a, in a especially in hip hop, you know, pride, yeah. ego is oh, very high. God. Maintaining a particular perception of yourself is, is very important. That's just one of those things that take away and give people opinions about you that you don't necessarily want. Yeah. And first it was, you know, somebody else taking care of your baby. Now it's you crying over it. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Something that supposedly men don't do in these situations. So. It's just. But he should. This is something you think about. 
before you have sex with a woman unprotected. That's you think about the possibilities. You think about what if? Not no nobody does. Nobody but does. What that. if it doesn't work out? What if she moves on with another celebrity? You know how is this going to play out? Like nobody thinks. No, I mean, yeah, nobody thinks about that. No. Which is why you should probably be married before you have a kid to at least make it more difficult. Actually, be married, not just engaged, because they were engaged, but you know it's future. So, and why they name that baby Future? I ain't gonna get on my soapbox about names again. But what the fuck? That is his stage name. You gave this baby a stage name for a lifelong name. Is that fair? Like I just what? I, I think I brought this point up before too. Like he can't have no regular middle name. <laughs> like it got to be his middle name got to top his first name. Yeah, it can't be like Future Terrell. Like no, it can't be no shit like that. It's like Zahir in it or some Zaheer. shit. Yeah, I think I think it's Future Zahir. Maybe I made that up. I feel like I saw that somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever it is, it better it better not be regular. I don't think it's regular. I don't think it is, but either way, it's stupid. And speaking of stupid shit and celebrities, Chris Hemsworth, who I love, if also known as Thor. Yeah, I'm a big Thor fan. All the women's be loving the Thor. Love, love Thor. Love Chris Hemsworth. For whatever reason, uh, he was he either threw or went to a themed New Year's Eve party, and he. And a lot of the people there were dressed up as cowboys and Indians. And people went in on him on Twitter. Uh, Indians in particular. These are American Indians, um, by the way. In case the cowboy reference didn't clue you into that. But American Indians. Um, and they were upset. And they likened him and everybody else that dresses up as Indians to blackface how we feel about blackface is how they feel about people dressing up as indians and i think it's a valid point i mean as they should you know it's very why why are you dressing up (sighs) some people don't get it what the hell who has a themed new year's eve party so this is the this is the process that go through my head when this happened one they had no idea they had no idea that this was offensive and somewhere in their head they wanted to dress up like a culture <laughs> and the most stereotypical culture to dress up like is a Native American. Yeah. So I want to dress up like that. You know this is another one. You know that is looked down and frowned upon in society but because inside of your head you don't mean any harm by it. You choose to do it anyway because <laughs> You don't think you're racist, so you don't think that it will outwardly protrude that to other people. Or you know and you don't care. I'm likely to believe for, for Chris Hemsworth, it's probably the middle one. Yeah. It's probably, I just feel like that he made a bad decision thinking that because he's inherently not racist that it would be okay for him to do yeah. it. But the problem is not the inside of you is the outside of other people is what we see and the stereotypical portrayal of any culture that people try to to portray they don't do it right you just you're not going to do it right for halloween you're not going to do it right for a theme party you on your own are not going to do it right the only potential possible way that it can be done in a way that that society will deem acceptable is if it's done in a movie 
with a bunch of writers, with a bunch of people that have co-signed on that particular situation. Yeah. But you should not make the decision to do that on your own. It's offensive. And yeah. don't act... And here's the thing. Don't act like people shouldn't be offended by it. That's the thing. I hate when people do something offensive and then it's like, well, why are you offended by it? Because it's offensive. What the... Like, what kind of question is that? I completely understand why... Native Americans don't like for people to dress up like them. I don't understand why that would be difficult for anybody to understand in the same way that anytime somebody does blackface, it's a problem. Same thing. Like, I mean, just don't do it. I mean, the, the truth of the matter is, if you try to dress up like me individually, <laughs> like if you put a big beard on <laughs> and put on a Ninja Turtle shirt and try to say my sentences the way I say them, I would, but I'd be offended at something you would do. Yeah. You would do something wrong. You would do something to make me say, this is how you view me. This is how you see me. Like, this is how you look at me. You know, am yep. I that exaggerated? Am I that creepy? Am I that weird? <laughs> you know? And so apply that to a whole culture. Yeah. You're not going to do it right. And when you talk about all the variables that exist within different cultures, you're going to do it in a way that influences somebody negatively and makes somebody angry. Yep. And so you're not doing it because you feel like it, it's okay with you. You need to do it. You need to not, not do, do it, it because it's not going to be okay with somebody in that other culture. And out of millions of people in those cultures, if it's one person that might be offended by it, that one person that could be offended should be enough for you to choose not to do it. You know, Chris Hemsworth, you got plenty of money. It's so many more creative costumes that you can have than dressing up as Why a Native American. Why even have that damn... Like, the whole theme was Cowboys and Indians. Why even use that fucking theme? Like... Why not do Back to the Future? Or why not do something fictional where it's not going to be offensive because these people don't exist? Why not do that? Why take an actual real life culture and take all the stereotypes about that culture and put them into one costume and then wonder why they get upset about it? I didn't know that was the name of the theme party. It was a, it was a, a cowboy and Indian themed uh, so he wasn't the only one like there were people dressed as cowboys like the picture that he's in he's just like an Indian I think maybe his wife but like it was a cowboy and Indian themed party so he was dressed to the theme you well know. I mean technically Indian is politically incorrect for well, the type of culture that he dressed up as yeah. it would have to be Native cowboy and Native American yeah. theme party but I think you get into those old old ways that we used to view things like mm -hmm. hey let's play cops and robbers hey let's play cowboys and Indians yeah. when you were kids and it probably hinged upon that I mean I don't I don't think it was maliciously done but I feel like these are instances where we can take this as an opportunity to not fucking do this anymore, right? <laughs> the like take this as an example of okay, no cowboy and Indian thing like as an adult because kids don't understand the ramifications of that, so that's more understandable. But as an adult, you need to realize that this is offensive. It's going to offend this entire culture of people, so don't do it. So I don't because people were talking about they were going like boycott his movie. I don't think he did it maliciously. I really don't. I don't I, I don't think the people who threw the party did it maliciously. I think that they were not thinking because it's not their culture. And mm -hmm. they knew that they didn't mean it in a bad way. So mm -hmm. they just did it anyway. So 
I'm not gonna boycott him or any of that, but I do think that it's an important conversation to have so that we can stop having the conversation because people stop doing it. It's crazy because the level, because we get to see the levels of insensitivity in groups. The levels of unconscious insensitivity because, like I said, it wasn't malicious. No. You know, it's just being sensitive to another person's cultures, family, anybody. It takes active awareness Mm -hmm. of that thing. You have to actively ask yourself, is this okay? Is that okay? Is this okay? Sometimes, depending on your level of communication and how you've interacted with those groups and what you know about those groups, sometimes you got to ask it when you get ready to dress as a different culture for a Halloween party. Sometimes you got to ask it when you're getting ready to interact with a culture that you've never interacted with before or not much. Or sometimes with friends that... You're wondering how they feel about a particular Black Lives Matter or anything like whatever situation they're going on. If your friend is Latino, illegal immigration, you know, if your friend is Native American, you know, the Redskins like these dialogues have to be happening. But you have to have an active awareness of recognizing how it can potentially influence that other culture, that other group. Yeah. It's difficult. It is. But it's something that you have to teach yourself to do, teach yourself to be aware of. Just like any any cause, you have to integrate it into your life and practice it. Yeah. And once you practice it, then it'll become a part of habit. Yeah. But you have to do that. You got to start off acknowledging it and being aware of it first. Yeah. Stop dressing up as Native Americans, people. It's a story. Anybody that ain't your culture. Shit. Like, oh, God. Don't, Halloween don't is that. the worst time of year for this shit. Like, oh. Somebody gonna do it? Yeah, of course. We'll have this exact same conversation in a couple of months when Halloween rolls mm-hmm. around, I'm sure. Um, and speaking of dressing up, being different, Jaden Smith secured a very large... Um, modeling contract with do you remember who is it Louis Vuitton I think it is Louis Vuitton but here's the caveat it's for women's clothing now here's the thing okay I'm all for people being free to be themselves and da 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 all of this I, I just feel like we're doing a lot I don't understand why he's the face of women, a women's clothing line. As a woman, if I was a model, I'd be pissed off. Like, so now am I supposed to go try to model men's? Cl- you know what I'm saying? Like, this ain't your lane. <laughs> yeah, it's not your lane. Like, I don't understand. I don't get it. I'm not offended from a gender bending like people that are getting us. I just I don't understand the reasoning for him being. Like for him modeling these women's clothing. Now, I guess I can understand his reasoning because he has none. If you've experienced anything else, Jada Smith oh, does. Oh, he is a dumbass. He is weird. <laughs> he, he no, he's fake deep. He's one of these people who like thinks everything mm-hmm. he says is extremely deep and profound and he tries to live his life in such a way that he just says all of these meaningful things and what ends up happening is they're meaningless and he just seems like this weird ass kid going around talking about shit that don't make no sense like what did he say about education like uh, i remember he said something stupid, something I don't stupid about like school about something about school and books and education 
I just the implication was that we don't need school. Yeah, but he basically. said it in a way that was <laughs> fake deep. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't know Jaden Smith. Maybe if I sat in a room with him one on one and had a conversation, he would give you with a him, headache. That's what. Maybe he. <laughs> maybe he makes sense. No, you know. I seriously. I don't, don't. believe it. <laughs> but. Maybe I don't know. You love giving people the benefit of the doubt. You're so nice that There's so way. So many variables. I think he's so an many. idiot. I think part of it is he's a teenager, and most teenagers are just idiots. That's just part of it. I was an idiot as a teenager. Like just it, teenagers are idiots. Part of that, and partly because Will and Jada are are allowing them the space to just be these malleable ass little balls of clay. And they're just—they have a very evolved. eclectic way of parenting. They do. They kind of just let it happen <laughs> as organically, I guess, and it goes. But you have to understand that the mind—the mind really before twenty-five ain't developed. Yep. But the eighteen-year-old mind is Jello pudding. <laughs> like the brain itself ain't ain't solid or nothing like that. But like, it's not supposed to be one that develops on its own it's not one that's supposed to develop without guidance because when you do this is what you get him and his sister and guidance is what you get when you have guidance you start see or start starts to see a resemblance of the guide at some point yeah i don't see nothing about no will smith or nothing about no jada pinkett of what i know about them and their kids you can go on the internet right now and find the most motivating shit you done ever heard will smith say you can go and find some really motivating interviews from Jada Pinkett. You can't find nothing from Willow and Jaden Smith. Nothing. That makes any sense. Like, uh-uh. this shit is so ridiculous. It's, you can find controversy <laughs> about weird things they've said, weird things they've done. They don't resemble those two to me. No. Their aspirations don't don't even seem to, you know, no. resemble those two. But that being said, I don't know their aspirations, but from what it looks like from the lens that I can look at them and see them from, they're completely different species. Yeah, they are. Than all of us. I just, I I just don't, I get, I get why it was done, right? Considering the the culture and the way things are now with like the Caitlyn Jenners and, and, and things like that. I can see why Louis Vuitton did it as far from like a business perspective. And from like trying to be provocative or trying to be um, with the times, I guess. But like, I don't, I, I just don't understand why. Like, it doesn't make sense to me for Jaden Smith to be the face of a women's clothing line. I feel like Louis Vuitton had a budget, <laughs> and they said. Who can we afford? Well, they still could have got Willow. <laughs> can we afford Molly Cyrus? No, we can't afford her. She's too. She's all over the place. We need someone <laughs> consistent. Well, what about that Smith kid? <laughs> they still could have got Willow. Willow's tall and she models. They could have got her instead of Jaden. Maybe she turned it down. Maybe. I don't know. It's just weird. It's a weird. That's just a weird. And again, people were offended because the the same reason that they were offended by like Caitlyn Jenner and all of that shit. That's not why. I'm not. I don't even know that I'm. I would say I'm offended by it. I just really don't understand the point of it. Why it's being done? Like it just doesn't make any sense to me. I'm not going to 
buy something that I saw fucking Jaden Smith wear and be like, oh, that'll look good on me. Like, no, I don't understand the thought behind it. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Why does he even? Why how how was he even a celebrity? I mean, he been in some movies with his daddy. His parents. That's by vicariously through his parents. So that make you like a G list celebrity, basically. (laughs) Like, what level celebrity are you when you completely by association? That's it. Because I mean, other than the Karate Kid, he hasn't really had any movies. Because most this of the last other movie movies, that he had with with Will Smith, that space, but know that, was space. with his dad, and the same way with uh, the Pursuit of Happiness was with his dad. Like uh, After Earth, I think is the one that was in space. But most yeah. he's been in movies with his dad, uh, with the exception of Karate Kid. So like most of it is just by association with his parents, because his parents are famous. Yeah. And he hangs out with other famous kids, like he he's friends with the Kardashians and um, Justin Bieber, I think maybe or maybe I made that up. Shit, I don't know, but I don't understand it. It confuses me as to why this is just it. It makes no sense, and I I'm not finna buy shit he modeled. I'm just gonna be honest. First of all, I'm not. I went buy no Louis Vuitton. Let me just not act like I got Louis Vuitton money. But had I had the money, I still wouldn't purchase something because. Jaden Smith had it on. Like that's not gonna. If anything, but if you liked it, would you not purchase it because he had it on? I don't even know that I'd be able to like it with him wearing it. Like, so the answer is no. Probably no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just no. Because it's not realistic. He has a boy's body. Because you know what? He's boy. So. I'm not going to be able to tell what that's going to look like on me. I don't have an adolescent boy's body. I mean, the adolescent boy's body can match with some female's it can. body out And I there. mean, the other, like, in the ad that I saw, he was in the ad with women who have adolescent boy's bodies. And a lot of models do. But there are models that have, you know, that ain't 12-year-old boys. So, I don't know. It's just a weird, I don't get it. I don't understand it. It's... Oh, I, I don't understand it as a business move either. I understand Jaden ain't got nothing else going on but his daddy, so let me get a paycheck. Yeah. So business move for him. But I don't get it for Louis Vuitton. But whatever. That's all I have for our natural selection for That's this all you week. Got. That's it. That's all. There was other stuff, but eh. Deliberate nonsense. <laughs> that is what we're about to get into. It is. It is. And the first thing we're going to talk about is Bill Cosby. Uh, and we talked about Bill Cosby before in our little celebrity yeah. episode situation. But now we get some specific stuff to talk about Bill Cosby. Uh, you know, he got charged for two crimes. One of them, but he's not going to be charged for them. I mean, they dropped him because they both reached the statute of limitation. And let... Well, one reached the statute of limitation. The other one, they searched the videos from the Playboy Mansion where he was supposed to have been at, but him or the girl with the allegation wasn't there. So, what you say? Just that the fact that the statute of limitations ran out—that's yeah. why. So that you know, not because she was lying. Although the other girl, he wasn't there. She wasn't there. They couldn't find evidence. But the other one, the statute just because there is a statute of limitations. Yeah. Murder is the only thing I think that does not have a statute. Yeah. You can get locked up anytime for that shit, but rape has a statute of limitations. Okay, so this Bill Cosby situation got a lot of components to it. It so does. First, have you heard his lawyer speak? Yeah. 
I heard her speak. She know her stuff. She does. Number one. I don't want to talk to her, but she know her stuff. Yeah. But you looking crazy. What's what's that? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, like she did something to you? No, she didn't do anything. I don't know her. She she does know her stuff. She's she's very good. Oh, she is. Well, he picked a good lawyer. He did. He did. I was just reading some background information. No, she's a good lawyer. On her. Um. But if he got another charge pending, mm-hmm. somebody else. He did. Yeah. And the pro- the first problem I had with the situation is that. This was like a political prosecution. Mm-hmm. The person that was coming into office promised that they were going to charge Bill Cosby if they got in, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. And because he had already been destroyed in the arena of public opinion, everybody latched on to that. Yeah. That's not a good reason to charge it somebody. Absolutely, 100% is not. Yeah, that's not a good reason to charge somebody. The second one is. Everybody on Facebook talking about they did this to Bill Cosby because he was about to buy NBC. I wish people would stop spreading <laughs> misinformation. I just that annoys the shit out of me. I hate when people do that. I I just I just hate the idea that people are because we know what none of us know. Nobody knows except Bill Cosby and those women. So whether you deem him absolutely guilty or whether you deem him having not done anything and this is a big conspiracy against Bill Cosby, you are wrong. <laughs> you, you don't know. <laughs> At best, you should be saying, I think this might have happened because of this reasoning. But you don't know. I mean, to say because he was getting ready to purchase something, they did. Look at all of the shit Oprah buy. I ain't seen nobody <laughs> trying to, like, just tap Oprah down and, and, and like, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, people, but I feel like, you know, we're irrational when sometimes when we're trying to rationalize something that we is beyond our understanding. Because you're right, we don't know. But... We've got to make this make sense because in our mind, Bill Cosby is Heathcliff Huxtable. He is a legacy and this is wrong for them to be doing this to him. So there has to be some reason for it other than him, his possible guilt. That can't not be it. He has to, it has to be something else. There's a conspiracy against him. I think, I think people think that somehow what they got from Bill Cosby being who they thought he was, I feel like it. they believe it jeopardizes that somehow. Yeah. Like, you got that. If if you feel like Dr. Huxtable and the Cosby Show and Fat Albert and anything that Bill Cosby has done has contributed to your life positively, has contributed to your perception of the African-American family positively, if... You know, the marriage between the two that they portrayed on TV or the family life that they had was something that you valued and you model in your life and everything after that. You have that. You got it. Like, you don't have to invalidate possibilities because you don't want it to have happened. You have what he offered you at the time period and it made you who you are. It's a part of you if you consider it to have been a part of you. You don't have to support Bill Cosby irrationally because you think that it's going to take something away from you. Yeah. That's not how it works. I mean, there have been some terrible people that have contributed to some people in ways that have made them who they are. Yeah. 
And it's going to continue to be that. You don't have to feel like it takes something away from you in that situation. And I feel like in a lot of these cases of people just going to bat for Bill Cosby off the rip, Mm -hmm. you know, from public opinion, not his lawyer. She supported him legally. Yeah. But on Facebook and all these other Reno's articles, they are supporting him in the matter of public opinion. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is because they feel like it jeopardizes what they feel like they gotten from Bill Cosby or it jeopardizes how he's influenced a, 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 a whole culture of people yeah. to feel about themselves and to feel about family. We got that. Yeah. It's established. It's in us. It's not going to go away. It's not going to reverse just because Bill Cosby is going through some stuff that he may yeah. or may not have done. You know, because it was created based on a fictionalized family, on a fictionalized character, not on Bill Cosby himself. It wasn't like it was his actual family. It was his television family. So that's not going anywhere. The values, the things that were displayed in those scripts, that's still there. All that's still there. You can go by. Well, it may be hard to find box sets of Crosby <laughs> Show right about now, but I got some. <laughs> if they gonna go up to two hundred dollars a pop, then I let go. I'll let mine go. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little difficult to find them out right now, but yeah. I mean, you still have all of that without it being direct. But it's very like I, I've said before, it is very difficult for us to separate people from what they do. One of my friends on Facebook posted a status that said, okay, since he's not going to be charged with these crimes, are they going to give us the Cosby show back? And I was like, they took the Cosby show away when they thought already that it was nothing you can do about it. <laughs> like, why would they? No, no, no. They're not giving any of that back. No, it's they're over. not. <laughs> they're not giving any of that back. Like, Mm-mm. they took all that stuff away day one mm-hmm. when they thought that every statute of limitation had been reached already. Let alone these new allegations. So just because he, you know, escaped these charges don't mean that he getting anything back. Like, it's over. He lived a good life. Legally blind. You know. Just take it to the grave, Bill. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. And we need to do that, though. We need to. It's gonna be harder for us to do it though. For the I rest of like. for the rest of his career, because the statute of limitation mm-hmm. I reached everything, and it's always gonna be a Bill Cosby to say I didn't do anything, and it's always gonna be women to say he did do something. Yeah. This is just gonna probably be one of those debates that happen for the long ride, and it's probably gonna be something that on the day that he dies, this is what's gonna be on the news. Yeah, probably so. Yeah. It's not gonna be on his accomplishments. I this mean, is his legacy now, yeah. unfortunately. This has become his legacy. This is what he's gonna be remembered for. Like the young kids and like this is what they know Bill Cosby for. Mm-hmm. You know, we know him for a lot more. But this is what happens. That's unfortunate. When you get destroyed in public opinion, it's a wrap. Oh yeah. yeah yes. It's a problem. Indeed. Okay, what's next? Speaking of well no, I'm gonna talk about the governor of Maine for a minute. The mayor of Maine for a minute. Governor. The governor of Maine for a minute. <laughs> Paula Page. Uh, he made a comment. He made a comment that said these drug dealers name stuff like D Money come from Connecticut and come from New York. They come here to sell heroin and they get our white girls pregnant and then that's a problem that we have to deal with somewhere down the future. Now, first off, let me let me break down <laughs> what he said. First off, D-Money could be the name of a white or black drug could dealer. Could it be? 
Well, it could be. <laughs> Just, let's 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 say let's okay. say for the sake of this breakdown, right. it could be a white or a black drug dealer. Okay. When he put the modifier of white girls, <laughs> white on girls, that automatically asserted that the other part of that was black. So now, even if D Money wasn't referencing the black, well, the drug dealers that come to get the girls in main pregnant are black men because he said white girls. Now, as they always do, he backtracked and said, not not only that, but they by default drug dealers. But you know, like politicians do, he tried to backtrack and say, I meant Maine girls. I didn't mean white girls. First of all, Maine and white don't sound nothing alike, <laughs> sir. How I mean, you confuse them two? Well, the reason that I, I believe the reason that he said white girls was because when he was saying it, he was picturing white girls. White girls. <laughs> you know? Not Maine girls, white girls. And Maine is 95% white, so mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's relevance to saying that but like what evidence do he have to even make that assertion well let's just say so is so then that that's the problem so if it was okay let's say Maine is 95% white so if they were coming down and impregnating that 5% of black female population would it be okay would that be a problem then would it be would it be alright if it was another culture of people that were being affected by this would that be okay would he still be upset about that or is it specifically because these white girls, these yeah. black men, and we can't have that ruining them. The reason that it's a problem with me is, and the reason I had this story is because this is a leader. Mm-hmm. This is your state the got five percent. <laughs> your state got five percent black people, bro. Like, I just want to emphasize how. The inside, the inner workings of those people in charge continue to invalidate the minority groups in America. Yeah. Like, it, he probably didn't have a second thought with what he said. No, not till people got offended by yeah, it. It was natural. The way that he said it was probably very natural, and he probably believed exactly what he said in the way that he said it. Mm-hmm. But what that does is, how does that influence his policy when it comes to considering those 5% of black people that he have in his state. Yeah. And we're not just talking about we're talking about most of America. We're talking about people in these positions all over America that have those subtle distinctions that they make that imply implicitly that black people are the problem. Mm-hmm. You know, that not okay, so not only did he give a stereotypical name of black people in D this situation, money. But he asserted that what they're doing to come are coming to his state and selling heroin, and then they're getting white girls pregnant in that state, and then they're leaving those girls and never coming back because that's a problem that they have to deal with in the future. Like he made four very implicit implications about African Americans in that situation, and what about a state that got twenty five percent African Americans in which a, a governor say something like that? Like what? What is the line cross? Yeah. We already know that it's mostly, um, we already know that it's mostly white white people in the country. Yeah, you know. So that's just another one of those things, like the Chris Hemsworth situation, where you have to kind of actively be aware of your own bigotry. Yeah, <laughs> your own isms. Basically, whatever isms we got in America. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
<laughs> he looked crazy too. Like he looked like of a racist he does. dude. And, and you know, I mean, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. Much more than I do. I try to say maybe he ain't racist, maybe he ignorant sometimes, but that was just blatant. D money. D money. Where he even get that name from? <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Done, Sarah. Whatever. We can get <laughs> off of that. The next thing I got is Rizza. I don't know how to say his name. Rizza. 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 It's Rizza. Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing <laughs> to fuck with. Yeah. So Rizza, he done said some stuff, man. That don't make no damn. <laughs> like Rizza, he. Uh, he had an interview and he told a story about his life. He said he used to want to be a police officer. He gave shot shout out some support to the police, but the message that he gave out to African Americans is sometimes it's our own image that causes us to be stereotyped by other people. Sometimes it's the way we dress. Sometimes it's the way we act. Sometimes it's the way we behave. I believe all lives matter. That's why I don't eat meat. <laughs> because in the all lives matter, you know, situation. Rizza also adds animals So their lives matter too Not if it's beef, chicken, <laughs> fish Pigs But It's offensive to me To Just the mere fact That the mere fact that we have to Have a dialogue exploring Things that black people can do To not be treated a certain way The fact that the dialogue exists One is a problem But two to find specific things to isolate in that dialogue to say you should do this, you should do that, you should do this, and you would get a better outcome. But you won't is the thing. What's crazy? The best example that I can give of that recent was Abby. Was it Abby? Is Abby the one that Abby. got butt hurt because she didn't get into college and mm -hmm. was blaming Abigail black Fisher. people? She should have gotten in. These people, these folks did what they were supposed to they got the grades they they you know went past the test they got into the school and still were told or she felt like they didn't have a place she did over them and they shouldn't have been chosen because they were black so what about them they did the right things and they still were looked at differently so i just one i shouldn't have me being a human being should be enough for you to treat me with respect. Me being a human being should be enough for you to treat me as you would want to be treated. Me being a human being and being your fellow human being, that should be enough. I should not have to do all of these things, you know, dance all of these jigs in order for me to be treated fairly. And even when you do do that, there's still going to be people who ain't going to give a shit because you're black, period. Mm -hmm. It don't matter what you wear. Your skin is going to be the color it is. Yeah. You can dress it up, dress it down. You can put dreads in your hair. You can perm it. Your skin is still going to be black, and you're going to be treated accordingly by some people regardless of the clothes that you wear. So I, have a, I get offended whenever I hear people say that because... One, you're giving an excuse and you're blaming the victim in the same way that I hate when people, you know, blame rape victims for you shouldn't have done this or whatever. So you're blaming the victim. Yeah. It's your fault. You shouldn't be dressed like that or they wouldn't, then they wouldn't treat you like that. What? And this is how I look at it. I got an undergrad degree. I got a master's degree. I have a career in which I contribute back to the community. 
But if I'm standing across the street from you and I have on a hoodie and some jeans, if you look at me as a potential thug, as a potential problem, as a potential person that disobeys authority, as a potential person that whatever kind of stereotypes that you have in your head about a person that wears a hoodie and jeans, you have the problem. Yeah. The problem is yours, not mine. I don't know what subtle, implicit, covert, different isms you have in your head about life for me to cater my existence to those things. Yep. All I have is who I am. And if you look at me from across the street, you can't see my degrees. You can't see my career. And if you feel like you see something without asking me a question, without getting to know who I am, you have the problem. Basically. Not me. Yep. And it's not our job to cater to America's view of us. Because when it comes to police, which is what the dialogue was about, like police protecting the community don't have an asterisk next to it. No, it doesn't say you have to be well dressed, though. It doesn't say you have to live in this certain community, though. It doesn't say you have to have this certain type of skin color. Statistics show that those things make differences in it. Yeah. But. You can't tell me on paper that there are things that I can do that's going to save me from the discrimination, from the prejudice, and from the things that we know statistically happen anyway. Yeah. Because, I mean, take the subgroup of white people that wear hoodies and that wear sagging jeans. Like, they're still not getting the disproportionate action that African Americans that do the same thing are. Stop and frisk. I'm sure it's plenty of white people in New York that have those those qualities that wear like that, that do all of the same stuff that black people do. But the statistics should still show that the African-American population are the one that's predominantly, you know, getting stopped and frisked. Yeah. And so you I putting mean, the burden of burden of responsibility on the person that is being victimized. Yeah. You know, and it's even um, even more subtle. Like I ha- even a more subtle example is my hair is extremely red, <laughs> very very red. I went into Starbucks one time, and you know they ask you for your name. My actual my real name is very basic, you know, white America <laughs> name. Okay, I tell the girl my name. She looks at me and says, "Really? I thought it was gonna be something crazy." Now, I took everything in me not to be like, bitch, like, what? Because I know that's the expectation is that we, that's how we're going to pay. So I let it ride. But even something as small as that now, had I been same color hair, because this is, this is actually made by a company, a white company for like, um, it's like the punk kids that like do yeah. like blue hair and purple hair. Yeah. And the color that I use is from a company like that. And I have seen white people that have dyed their hair. It's an unnatural shade of red. This is not a natural shade of red. She would not have made that same to a girl that came through and said, my name's Abigail. She wouldn't have been like, I thought it was going to be something crazy because your hair is red. Like you, she wouldn't have gotten that. But it's crazy. Even in something you just said. You said it took everything in me to not be this way because they expect me to be yep. that way. So you had to go through a thought process that yep. white America doesn't have to go through when it comes to even responding to being angry. The same thing as me. Like, I have to fight as much as I can to not be the angry black yep. man. 
You know, because any little thing I do that can just be slightly perturbed mm-hmm. can be in- interpreted as that's the angry black man. Yep. So I have to be extra intentional, just like I have to wear my jeans at a certain point on my hip as to not be regarded as a certain person as I can't put on a hoodie without thinking, oh, man, bad stuff done happen to people with hoodies. Yeah. I have to consider all of those things, mm-hmm. you know, and we shouldn't have to consider those things. We shouldn't have to look that introspectively at ourselves just so we don't get negative stuff added on because all of that stuff will get you negative stuff. Yeah. I mean, if I put on a do-rag, a hoodie, sag my pants a little bit, and walk outside, walk down the street, a police officer that see me is probably going to pull up and pull probably me over. Probably so. No questions asked. Yeah. Now, just to be fair, that officer might pull over a white person that do that, but every officer probably won't pull over a white person that yeah. do that versus always pulling over the black person that do that. Yeah. You know, unfortunately... So, Rez is full of shit. Is the, I mean, I just... I disagree with his opinion on that. Well, I don't feel like that's the solution. I, I feel like even if tomorrow, if every black person in America started dressing differently, I, I still don't think that that's going to change. Because it isn't about the dress, it's about people's perception of a culture of people. You can dress them again. Your skin's still gonna be the same color. Like that's not gonna change, and so their perception of you isn't gonna change because of the clothes on on this body. They're still gonna treat you the same way because of their perception of who you are based on what you are. Yeah. So I don't know. I disagree with him. I can't get with it. I can't get with Riz on that situation. Nah. I mean, and this goes into my dialogue about. I respect. Look, I respect police officers. You know. Generally speaking, what yeah. police officers are supposed to stand for, what police officers are supposed to do, the difficulty with which they have to carry out their job, the issues and variables that come within their job. I respect police officers in general. Yeah. But just like with any job, there are people that don't deserve to be there. There are people who don't need to be there. There are people that can be there, but they do a terrible job, so they don't need to have a gun. There are people that work there that are just bad people that ain't yep. got no business having to deal with the public. There are people that work there that have done bad things that are still out there that don't need to be out there anymore. That all of that, it leaves way too much room for there to be problems and just a little bit of room yeah. for people to be good. Because like every cop ain't bad. Every cop ain't a terrible person in terms of their character. Mm-hmm. Some cops just ain't meant to have a gun. Some cops just ain't meant to make big decisions. Some cops just ain't they need more training. Yeah. Some cops ain't meant to make last minute decisions. Like these are things with people. Like if you whatever job you work at, whatever job you work at, I can pretty much tell you what the breakdown of that job is going to be. There is a very very hard working person. They work very hard. <laughs> the boss love them. Everybody love them. It's another person that work real hard, but everybody hate them because yeah. they come off weird or their personality is just some some crazy. <laughs> you got somebody that you don't believe need to be at that place. They ain't got no motivation. They don't want to be there. They just there because they there. And then you got somebody that don't need no doesn't need to be there, but they try. They yeah. just ain't good at it. They yeah. just are terrible at it. And you got a whole bunch of people that are average that they make mistakes every now and then. That's how every job is. Every job break down like that. Yeah. You're not going to tell me that the police force is one in which it don't break down into arenas to where some people just don't need to be there. Yeah. And some people don't need to carry a gun. And some people don't need to make these split decisions. Like... I, when, when when I say every cop ain't bad and I respect cops, 
I also know that in that job, there comes variables that make them what they're going to be. So to his interview, I respect cops, too. And the stuff I talk about Black Lives Matter and police brutality, if you're a good cop, if you make good decisions, if you know what you're doing out there, if you know without a shadow of a doubt how you're going to handle situations and you handle it appropriately, I ain't talking to you. Yeah. If that's you, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the people who you know ain't got no business being out there, who you know need to be behind a desk somewhere, who you know training was sufficient, who you know just got this job because of their military connection or because somebody that they know. Those are the people I'm talking to. Or the terrible people, the ones that are actually bad. Yeah. Them Denzel's from training day. <laughs> oh, God. Them, you know. King they Kong. Like, all of those groups, I don't think that character exists often that much yeah. in, this, in the world. But he does exist You know, somewhere? but he does exist. And all those other ones exist more. I'm talking to them when I'm saying things like that. I'm talking to the ones that's messing up. I'm yeah. talking to the ones that's making mistakes. Generally speaking, respect cops. So to his point of that argument, I'm good with that part. But when it comes to cops that's messing up, we have to take into account that they messing up. Yeah. And they need to be held accountable for their mess ups when they're huge, when they that big. And it get into the, it get into another dialogue about public opinion of celebrities, you know? Like RZA, most of his career he been in hoodie and jeans sagging, <laughs> Timbo's, whatever he don't wore. Yep. You know, to come out now and this be his thing. Like he got people that have modeled their life after what he used to be. Yeah. I feel like he has a responsibility that if he changed, he has a responsibility to help people transition to the understanding of the world he has now versus the understanding of the world he had when he was younger and immature and doing those things that he's saying get you into trouble. Yeah. That you know you get into when you wear these kind of things. So, celebrities, I think they need to be more responsible. I mean, I just, I really don't want to invalidate the fact that you have your first right speech and you can say whatever you want to say, how you want to say it. You I mean, can you do absolutely that. can, but we can also disagree yeah. and think that you're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> saying it. <laughs> say whatever you want to, but realize that people are going to have an opinion about it, and that is their right as well. The boy crazy. All right. We got time for one more. I'm going to let you see which one we're going to do. Red. Amber the activist Ugh. or Tarantino in the N-word? <sighs> um, I feel like Amber the activist is going to get us into too serious of a conversation to end on. So let's, I mean, the N-word ain't nothing to end on happy, I guess, but it's a lighter conversation than rape. So let's just do that. Y'all look up Amber the Activist if you want to know what we're talking about. I'll put a link to it on the page. Quentin Tarantino and the word nigga. I think it's disrespectful to say the N-word because like... Oh my goodness, what is the comedian? Louis C.K. Mm-hmm. As Louis C.K. said, the N-word is the worst thing you can do because... you make the person have to say the actual word in their head. <laughs> and so I'd rather just say the word <laughs> to give you a disclaimer i use the word nigga yeah. in my daily life yeah when i am around people that i'm very comfortable with that are accepting of that dialogue as a professional i never say this in no. my professional environment my world like that no but the word but, is. i mean i feel like just like i mean i'm a professional 
but I got a potty mouth, right? I say fuck all the time, but I don't say it in my... I feel like it's that same kind of thing. It's one of those words that's used in a more comfortable surroundings as opposed to like professional settings. I wouldn't go in and... And I wouldn't even say it's deep as professional, but I think it also trickles over into semi-professional environments and networking environments Mm -hmm. and environments where it's cool. You just don't know how the people in the room feel about the particular thing you're saying. So it's a very small knit group that I, you know, use that kind of dialogue with. Yeah. Uh, I've never experienced the word really in dire negative with dire negative connotations myself more so than directly yeah more so than you know i guess maybe misguided camaraderie if anything yeah and using the the word for what it was intended for yeah but i use it so i would rather say it than say the n-word yeah and that is stupid yeah but anyway as we know quentin tarantino he's not he is not a stranger of the word nigga like in Django. It was used 110 times. Never watched Django. You ain't. You never seen Django. No, and I'm not gonna. Why not? Because I just it don't seem like nothing I want to see. I I would well I would not have seen it if it didn't have an action component to it. <laughs> like I don't really watch that many. I just don't like black, black sugar movies. Movies. I don't watch. Yeah. At first I was like, no, I haven't seen it. No, I haven't seen it. But. It seems to turn into an avoidance mm-hmm. of them, maybe. I, this idea is developing in my head over the last, you know, five or six months. Yeah. About watching them. So, I don't know. I got to figure out why I'm avoiding them if that's the case. I actively avoid them. So, I've never seen Django. But I did hear that he, that nigga was used quite a bit. A so, lot. yeah. But apparently, they, he he uses a lot in Hateful Eight as well. Okay. I don't necessarily know what Hateful Eight is about. Me either. I know it took place. I know everybody says great because the leak came out. Yeah. And everybody watching on the leak. Mm-hmm. But everybody says it's great. But Samuel L. Jackson did an interview in which he defended Quentin Tarantino's use of the word nigga. He was, he was basically saying that if you don't like to hear the word, then leave. Leave wherever you are. Like everybody gonna have their opinion. Everybody gonna think however they want to think about whatever yeah. thing you do. If you don't like that thing, whether it's the N word, whether it's whatever it is, then leave that place. Yeah, you know. But I don't know. I just wanted to explore. I the I word. mean I don't I don't find it. I, I don't get offended by that. Um, but I'm a huge fan. Well, let me. <laughs> I am a fan of some of the Boondocks because, like, those latter seasons sucked ass. But um, the earlier seasons of Boondock, they used nigga so much. They had a whole episode on nigga moments. Yeah. Like, so that never offended me. I think Boondocks is hilarious. Now, Aaron Magruder's black. So, but even he has the characters that... Um, Charlie Murphy and is it Samuel Jackson? No, Samuel Jackson. Is it it's Samuel Jackson? Yeah, the two white the characters, characters that they play are white characters who say nigga a lot. Yeah. So I just I don't see, and I feel like in the context of what it's used, like Django is a movie about slavery. So, 
Well, they defined it like a lot of people that's been giving criticism about Quentin Tarantino define it as an obsession that he has with the word. I mean, he's obsessed with the N word. He just wants to put the N word in the movie. I keep saying the N word when I said I didn't want to say the N word. Because I think it's just PC. Like it's yeah. we're conditioned to try to be PC. <laughs> when I'm not saying it in the context of my own comfort yeah. zone that I was talking about, <laughs> and I guess this is how it come out. <laughs> I, just, I just noticed. I just been You've saying been it saying ever since. It continuously, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know that he's obsessed with it any more than I would say. South Park was it? Fuck that they used like a record number of I times. Think shit. Was it shit or fuck? Shit. Shit. They used shit a record number of times. Yeah. I don't know that South Park is obsessed with it shit. It might have been fuck. I think it was fuck. That's my favorite word, and I feel like <laughs> that's why I remember that fact because it was my favorite word. But yeah. um, I just I don't know because it, he uses the word a lot. It's something that he's obsessive, or it's a, an obsessive behavior. Like I don't know, it just doesn't offend me. I just don't give a shit. Me either. It it don't bother me. I mean, to be honest, you can say anything to me maliciously and angrily. And I'll take offense to it. Yep. Or I will recognize your intended offense. I really don't get offended by much, <laughs> generally speaking. But, you know, you can call me a turkey ham <laughs> with hate in your eyes and malice in your soul and your fist <laughs> clenched. And I'm going to I'm going to recognize that you have ill intent against me. It don't have to be nigga. <laughs> like... It, I mean, you can say anything to a person if you have a negative intention towards them and get a reaction. Yeah. You know, so n- nothing bothers me like that. But and I know the history of the word. I understand yeah, all of that yeah. stuff, but it don't bother me. I feel like when people know something that they can use to control you emotionally, then you lost part of the battle. Yeah. You know, and so. I spent a lot of time in my life trying not to let words bother me because a lot of words used to bother me. That don't bother me no more. But it took a lot of effort and intentionally trying not to let them bother me. And niggas definitely not one of them. Yeah, no. And I'm afraid like today, today the word nigga like is used amongst white people. Mm -hmm. Very, well, young white people. Yeah. Like it's a whole, it was a girl I used to work with. Her whole status was full of white people just saying nigga a bunch of times. None of it was in malice. None yeah. of it was with, you know, a negative intentions. They think it's cool. Like, yeah, it's like, I mean, <laughs> like, it's just, they think that it's something cool to say. Yeah, I mean, who am I to get mad at somebody who just don't have the knowledge, the education, you yeah. know? I don't know what they know about that word to just get mad immediately, especially not before I educate them about it. And I've had that conversation before with, you know, my cousins girlfriend she was white and she Mm -hmm. used to use that word around us and i i said why do you use that word she said she don't know i was like well from my perspective you're using it because it's a word that you've always felt like you didn't have access to and now that you have access to it in a place that we don't mind you saying it you're overdoing it (laughs) or you're doing it out of this misguided sense of camaraderie that you feel that we have between each other because we say it but you want to say it and it's going to make us all feel comfortable when it's having the opposite effect because you're doing it too much it's just weird well I mean we didn't care but you don't have to do it because we accept you like we accept you you don't have to say that to feel accepted and I do have to let you know like I'm the kind of person that'll do something like this I I feel like 
I'm not going to be responsible for allowing you to say this without giving you a disclaimer <laughs> on the part of anybody because I don't want you to get your ass with me. You be like, wait a minute, my my, my cousins. They they let me my cousins boy um my boyfriend's cousins let me use it they let me say what I want to say be aware of your surroundings <laughs> yeah like <laughs> I felt it was my responsibility to say somebody out there <laughs> will whoop your ass quick if you say this around them even in a friendly non offensively meaning manner be quick. careful quick I want to happen is when she get that first punch to her face I want her to say. <laughs> Dang, Mr. On Point told me this shit was going to happen <laughs> Right before she hit the ground That's what the first thought I wanted to be I don't want it to be What's going on? Why are they doing this? I wanted to be Damn, I got warned Shit didn't work out for me <laughs> That's exactly what I want to happen You know, when if that ever happened Well, really, what I want to happen is that She realized that she didn't have necessarily have to say the word yeah. To people that already African American people that already accepted her So yeah. she chooses not to say that word ever again in her life But yeah. if she were to choose to use that word to feel more close to African American people, she need to know that in some context be it ain't gonna work out for her real like it careful. did with us. Just be careful. Yeah. <laughs> but that's all I got. That's all, all right. I got. That's all, all right. I got for deliberate nonsense. Cool. All you got right. anything else on your mind? Shout out to you for sending me that punk ass video on the cat <laughs> cuddling people like it was gonna make some kind of a difference. I am not done. I'm not done with the cat videos. Look, listen. <laughs> they just demanding. They was like taking people's hands hey. and like trying to make them rub them and shit. Hey, don't look. You can't. You can't talk about how demanding you saying cats are when dogs' asses need everything, everything. <laughs> Everything, but they do it in such a sweet. I just love you so much. I just want this, as opposed to cats that are like, "You do this because I say, because you you work for me." As as opposed to you know, I just love you so much, like dogs. We not done. You better go find some dog videos. Oh, I can even see, listen. I can send you plenty of dog videos. Plenty. Well, you better do it because you getting cat videos. I opened up that video and saw them cats. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> you ain't finna sit here and talk about how evil cats is. Cats are evil shit. They are. It is not evil. Cats are not evil. Creepy as hell, man. Whatever. Creeps. I guess we'll see. <laughs> you gonna see. <laughs> you gonna see these videos. <laughs> That's all. I don't have anything else. All right. Well, until we come to the next conversation. We out. Holla. Holla.